0: Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back to the Necessary and Proper Podcast.
1: And may it please the court.
0: My name is Grace. That's Isabella. And we're doing episode seven. In this episode, I will be covering Moore versus United States, uh, where Moore is a petitioner um, and the respondent is the United States. Um, there's been a lot of chatter Mm -hmm. about this case as it is, depending on which way that the court decides, Mm -hmm. um, there will be huge ramifications, uh, huge effects. Yeah. This all has to do with taxes and how,
1: right.
0: Yeah. Right. How we tax, what we define as a tax in the 16th amendment.
1: Right. That's crazy. I've never heard of the Sixteenth Amendment before. Um, yeah, this case seemed really complicated.
0: Yeah, and it kind of was boring, but it's and it's kind of crazy that this case is all over fifteen thousand dollars, yet basically determines if like a wealth tax is illegal or not. So it's un it's unknown taxes, right? Kind of. All right, but it's it's all about realize what is right income and realize yes exactly yeah so little history on the 16th amendment
1: please
0: um so i guess i'll read the 16th amendment real quick super short um and then we'll get into the history of it so this is 16th amendment states that the congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without appropriation among among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. Right. So, okay. Yeah, so that's the 16th amendment. What it really did is it gave Congress and government more taxation power. Right. Um it was it was first introduced in 1909 and then ratified in 1913. They created it because uh, to overturn a Supreme Court decision that basically said tax income derived from investments or properties as a so the supreme court decision back in the 1900s said that early 1900s said that you can only tax income derived from investments or properties as opposed to wages and salaries and then hmm. the one or the other but the basically the 16th amendment says it doesn't matter where you get the income right we're taxing it makes um, sense exactly um, in 1909, the Progressive in Congress attached the provision for income tax. And then in the same year, conservatives were like, oh, you know, the way that we can kill this idea um, and make sure that this never happens because we don't want to make give Congress more pa- taxation power is that we're going to propose that this becomes a constitutional amendment enacting tax and they're like we won't get three out of four state of the states um to vote for this and so it won't be ratified and that was a way to try and uh get rid of this whole idea how
1: um sorry quick question states have discretion in deciding like tax laws right like i know the different states have different income taxes i like, think so like wyoming has no State yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but then, oh, but then there's also federal income tax.
0: Yeah. So this is all federal, and the thing is, you need three the three quarters of the vote to make an amendment. An amendment. Okay. Right. So that's why a lot of times ta- they were like, right. "There's no way that three quarters, right, is gonna want this." Of course. So then that will get thrown out, and then now we won't have any um income tax. Okay. However, that wasn't what happened. And mm-hmm. now we have the 16th Amendment because three quarters of the states were like, yeah, let's make this amendment. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to give Congress and government more taxation power. Um, and so that's the history of the 16th Amendment. What, and this whole argument, the Moors. So the Moors owned, okay, or let me take it back. In 2017, President Trump signed the Tax Cuts and Jobs um, Action, or, yeah, Action. Or, no, no, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right? Yeah. The TCJA. Um, And within this, he said that there must be a one-time mandatory reparation tax on um, controlled foreign corporations' earnings that happened after 1986. So, he put this uh reparation tax as a way to um try and bring more any income that was made overseas Overseas. you're able to now the america gets its little chunk of it that makes
1: sense that makes sense china's i mean i mean uh my god my brain trump was very anti overseas money exactly
0: okay so what's what so yes, so this MRT, this reparation ta- mandatory reparation tax. So the Moores, the petitioners, um, owned. I think it was thirteen percent. Um, so they said that, that, that they're minority shareholders um, right. in this uh, company called Kissing Craft.
1: Kissing Craft.
0: K I S A N K R A F T. That sounds like an Etsy shop front. Exact. It's it's <laughs> it's an Indian farming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, <laughs> they it's a Indian farming supply company. So, supl- farming supplies. For
1: for India?
0: No, it's based in from India. India. From India.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so they own 13%. Um,
1: but they're based in the U.S. Or- the Moors
0: are in the U.S., right? So okay. by this um, mandatory reparation tax, it basically says that anything that they've earned, that the controlled foreign corporation earned after 1986 gets taxed. Okay. So what? after all the math came out, the Moors owe $15,000 in taxes, and it is a one-time... Are th-
1: are, sorry,
0: are the Moors
1: people of wealth?
0: I don't know that much about the Moors, but I do know that there's some controversy. Okay. They they kind of hit, so they're like... Well, Where m-. are they, do you know? No. Okay. It was...
1: No biggie. They're U.S. Middle US America
0: citizens. type. Right. Yeah. Um. So, their whole thing is like, Oh, we had no control on how the company distributed their earnings. However, this, um, I don't know what they are, but Tax Notes is a podcast. Also, I think they have a website, whatever. One of the people there did some digging.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: And they were able to find- Sorry,
1: back up. There is a podcast about taxes. Yeah this has gone too far i
0: know well you know i wish i knew more about taxes now i'm learning tax loopholes
1: very cool yeah
0: yeah so they did their own little research and they found out that mind you the Moors are basically like oh we had nothing to do we only earned 13 percent but like we haven't made any money right okay well Moore was a director of the company from 2012 to 2017 Ooh. he received travel reimbursement when he would fly to india he provided a share op- he provided the company with share application money um through w- which he acquired through high interest short-term loans okay he made subsequent purchases of the company stock after this and also in 2019 um he sold some interest in the company for much more money than what he paid for. And he mostly sold that to insiders. Right. So he Mm -hmm. is making some money and his, their whole argument is, Oh, well we're minority shareholders who had no access. Right. The thing though, is this isn't really brought up in the oral arguments or the case in general. I think it's because the Supreme court really doesn't care about this case and in, in, In regards to that $15,000, because this has Uh such bigger ramifications depending if they rule in favor of more or rule in favor of the US. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were a lot, a lot of amicus briefs. Also, it was scheduled for one hour. The Supreme Court took two hours in their oral argument. Everyone was very active. A lot of questions. Yeah. Okay. Which isn't usually the case for tax. Um, cases yeah lots and lots of questions
1: so what uh, sorry what is I, I still don't really get it like what is the big question okay
0: so that's what uh right the big big question and um is what is income and right. how income in the 16th amendment so what the moors argue is that um so they quote this um, case from over a hundred years ago, of Eisner course. and McComber, um, in which there's this realization standard, and that's it. Well, it was all about stock dividend was a subject to tax under the Sixteenth Amendment. Something right that it had to be realized income. Okay. So um, oh realized that income seems
1: like such a loophole. Like couldn't. sorry explain what realized income is
0: realized income is that in is that um you need to face you need to reap the benefits of your income and so they kept saying like the constructed realization of income is that income should be taxed by the person that earns it and enjoys its benefits
1: the expenditures of that
0: income
1: okay i okay i see i see
0: so the thing is is corporation versus like a partnership or a shareholder.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And then uh the US says like um income their definition of income is the economic gain between two points of time. Right. Uh, makes makes sense. And they feel that constructive realization is too broad, opens the doors for so much. Yeah. Uh conversation and conflict no it does that seems so complicated yeah exactly and then the u.s says that they believe you can tax unrealized sums under amendment 16 based on history where the moors are like you can't because income isn't they're, they're saying that property is not Income is gains and wages, rents or dividends, not on property. So what they're getting taxed on is what that they didn't, um, they never received, right? Okay, okay, so yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. And that the, and this is all from overseas. So the thing is, the, because of the corporate structure, they can't, we can't tax, or like United States can't tax, kiss and craft, but we can tax. Americans that reap the benefits from this uh, right. international company. But
1: also with, like, the unrealized income, like, even if they didn't directly reap the benefits yet or they weren't, like, directly, like, um, like, taking out these funds um, and, like, spending them, they st- they're still theirs, right? And they were still... It was still money earned in this
0: point of time, right? Exactly. And that they just... Exactly. And so that's what the big question is, is because if you rule in favor of the Moors and say you cannot tax unrealized income, or, yes, so that income must be realized, then the amount of money that the U.S. is going to lose... Of course. Because in... Well, just the... the, Also,
1: sorry, I'm sorry, but how rich do you have to be to have money that you don't realize you made like no well yeah well
0: th- it's not like a mental realization no, i
1: know but like realized i mean like yeah it's you well
0: that's the big issue is that this looks at the wealth taxes
1: yeah this is a this is a very rich person problem to have it seems
0: no no it's only fifteen thousand dollars Realize is like you they, they it's not like
1: money in hand y- yeah yeah no totally but like Still, if you made fifteen thousand dollars, you're gonna want that fifteen thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, do and it's only saying? no, no, no. I get that, and they weren't able; they were able to do it over time, right? right. So the mandatory rep, uh, reparation tax is you're taxing the income based off of, uh, you're yeah, you're taxing based off of any income, any earnings after 1986. So. They own 13% of this company. The company is uh, estimated to be worth X amount. 13% of... So they were able to be like, oh, okay. And then you get taxed on like 3% of your earnings or whatever. Right. And that number is 15000 The thing is um, that if they overturn it, one, then they'll have to return all the mandatory reparation taxes. And a lot of these come from corporations. The U.S. The U.S., and that will be about three hundred, I think, uh, three hundred forty-eight billion dollars. Oh my god! So that's one th- thing. If they rule in favor more, um, another thing is the economic distortions that will happen if you can only tax realized income. If you can only so you can't, that means that you can't tax property. You cannot tax uh, any income that comes in from a foreign uh, company, anything that you get from there. Securities or stock, right? Okay. So none of that is taxable.
1: Jeez. One. Jeez Louise.
0: The good thing is. Yes. It's good for billionaires.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: Because then they won't be taxed, and you can put all your money into stocks. You can put all your money elsewhere. Right, overseas too.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And so then.
1: Funnily (laughs) enough, that's where a lot of our tax money is going, it seems, as the past few months have made evidence, but we're not talking about mm -hmm.
0: that. Oh, a big, 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 big thing on this case is everyone suspecting that this is the Harlan Crow? Right. I was going to say Leo Leonard Leo case. Yes. So. Oh
1: my gosh, wait. I Okay, sorry. I heard I looked into this case like a tiny bit by um listening to the Strike Scrutiny podcast. Mm-hmm. Um shout out. Shout out. It's like a, a two women but they actually know what they're talking they're like explaining this case and i had like read something about this case and then when and thought i understood it and when the, they were explaining it i was like what are you guys talking about like mm-hmm. i just sorry so listen listen to our podcast instead if you want to get a a um ground up explanation by people who are not well versed um but yeah thank yeah. you for th- yeah Definitely credits to them. Yeah, but yeah, I do remember the Leonard Leo stuff. Yeah. So the big thing
0: is, if this gets passed, there's no billionaire tax. Hmm. Um. So the two people that were the most adamant on being pro more were Alito and Thomas. Are you kidding
1: me? And they yeah. were like,
0: they were going at it. Um. What's interesting is that. The decision probably won't be made down ideological lines, right? Yeah. So on one side, of course, Thomas L- Alito, one and two. Gorsuch and Roberts also seem to be a little more pro, more, well, no, they're they're anti tax, right? So Roberts, right, Gorsuch they're are libertarian. Yeah. yeah. And then Thomas and Alito, you know, we don't know where their money's coming from. And if it's coming from billionaires, they. This would get rid of well tax. That is so in general fucked up. And make the, they have the gall to like, I don't know. And Alito was asked to recuse himself because, I, right, because of knowing a lawyer or something. Yeah, something like that. I remember that. Yeah, that's so messed up. Yeah, because then after this the wealth tax that was proposed by Elizabeth Warren will be considered unconstitutional because it would basically define income that mm. is taxable by Congress to have to be realized income. Oh, wow. So that just means that everyone that, you know, gets paid directly like Internet. from their work will be have to pay lots of taxes and then if you're getting income based off of the stock market or different other thing or even uh like property whatever rich people income exactly rich people income you won't ever be taxed on it which also means that like the federal revenue is going to reduce so much of course because all the money and then there's like it creates such a huge tax loophole That's so
1: crazy. Yeah. Wait, but then, oh my gosh. So who's pro-US and a lot of- Wait, wait, sorry, question. Okay, so like Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. like most of his money is in Tesla stocks and a lot of that money I would assume is
0: overseas as well.
1: Like what would But he would
0: have to be getting it from a corporation- other than tests oh right oh i see i see okay all right so technically he could move his company right or not his company his like uh what's it the um, yeah i know what you mean yeah you can move his factories yeah overseas and then you don't get any of those you don't get taxed on any of that and so that's why people would be moving some of their things overseas. Yeah, let's let's look for more international labor exploitation. Exactly.
1: And so let's Donald give billionaires Trump is more of a reason to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like if a property like let's just say they bought a property and it just like went up a bunch. Yeah. Can't technically that's not realized I think. It's neoliberalism at its worst. Exactly. And so this was, that's, this whole case, no one really cares about the Moors, no one really cares about the $15,000. Right. They care about the effects that this could have. The implications. Yeah, exactly.
1: For the rich and wealthy. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And then, um, who's pro-U.S.? Sotomayor, Kagan, um, Kavanaugh and Barrett, as well as Jackson. Kavanaugh and Barrett seem and most of them in general want to find the narrow way out right right because either way this goes it there's implications on both sides yeah so as um the Morris lawyer did say is like then it gives congress the power to pretty much tax everything um which you know is good and bad and that
1: which like okay yeah everything (laughs) that's
0: what um the 16th amendment wanted them to do that's like their big thing is because um the moors are like well the 16th amendment doesn't say this and prologger was like the 16th amendment wasn't created to narrow the congress's taxation ability so if you look at the history let me just say as like someone who doesn't have
1: as a poor person (laughs) i must say that everything i do is taxed so don't really see why like literally everything everything is taxed so i don't really see like why billionaires should not be having that happen to them
0: as well yeah and like that the so the rich will get richer and the poor will get poor and then all of the federal income has to come from the, the poorer people. Yeah. Which all in all doesn't sound great, which is probably why Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo took our friends Thomas and Alito yep. out on some lavish vacations to be like, I need you to vote this way.
1: Yeah. No, it all, it's all starting to come together. Exactly.
0: Um... So yeah, Prologger says you can tax unrealized sums under amendment sixteen. Um and that, uh what was I gonna say? I'm getting excited to hear about Kavanaugh. Yeah. He's so Kavanaugh and Barrett, and I feel like most of them, except for Thomas and Alito, are trying to find like a way that right. they can like not create a sensible way yeah. through. Um and uh oh this does limit people stashing away money and unrealized income stocks whatever i've already gone into that yeah um so in the oral argument the justices really did focus on the bigger picture of what this could mean to the tax system there are trillions of dollars at stake Mm -hmm. not even the mrt that mandatory tax um reparation is 400 billion right But what can be at stake is trillions and trillions of dollars. um, Yeah. Which is very, like, I think, surreal to think about.
1: It is. Um, Because we can't really imagine it. We can imagine it, but it's hard to imagine. Like, with the change that could happen. Exactly. With that scale of money, it's just, it is hard to imagine the change that could happen. Especially, especially... (laughs) As like there's an acceleration of the rich getting richer and the poor getting yeah.
0: poorer, yeah. And if this if we get rid of wealth tax and then the that's rich just never get going to attack, make it, that's then yeah. It, it's crazy. It's over. So Gorsuch was wondering about unrealized income and what unrealized income is. And the thing though is like that's a really weird way to look at it, and it does create some weirdness. So yeah. he's like, what about retirement accounts? What about mutual funds? Like, how are we going to deal with that?
1: He's setting up some good hypotheticals.
0: Yeah. Kavanaugh wondered why Prologger doesn't want... Oh, why she didn't want to use the term constructive realization. It's just too broad. Mm -hmm. Um, And was asking, like, well, should we be going by this realized or unrealized? And she's like, no. that We shouldn't even go that way. Um, Because how do you measure realization? Yeah. And then uh Kentonji asked at one point she's like do we use a common or the legal meaning of income like what what are we doing right and the like i said the legal income legal definition of income is economic gain between two points of time mm-hmm. but that then everything gets taxed but also everything already does get taxed yeah um also oh my god it was so funny so elisa alito gorsuch and thomas were just throwing out hypothetical after hypothetical and kagan and kavanaugh were like why do you keep saying these hypotheticals that are so far far out of our reach that will never happen in like any of our lifetimes like can you just stop with the hypotheticals you're wasting the time of course but i love that was kagan and kavanaugh were like guys like yeah. wha- well wha- actually wha-
1: that makes sense i, ca- I feel like kavanaugh i he kavanaugh it gets pretty like down to brass tacks even if a lot of his questions are usually like i'm kind of like okay <laughs> give us nothing um mm-hmm. but sounds like this
0: sounds like maybe i should listen to the oral arguments for this one yeah yeah it's two hours fun <laughs> And then Kagan did say, like, there's quite a history in this country of Congress taxing American shareholders. Mm -hmm. So that does, because there's also the question that they were asking about corporation, whether you can tax the partner, the shareholder. Mm -hmm. The thing, though, is really what they think will happen, um, I was reading, is that it's going to be, they're going to find some way out, right? Right. Yeah, because also it puts like marked to market tax. This affects everyone's taxes. It affects the way that small businesses get taxed. How everyone what what are we allowed to tax? Uh So that Kavanaugh and Barrett really like this thing called income attribution um, and say that like. So the, I think they might rule in favor of the Moors in the way that income was realized by the corporation then attributed to shareholders. So as w- long as it's attributed to the shareholders, then you can tax it. So then you don't even have the conversation about realized, unrealized. Okay. You don't have this whole, all these, what is income? It's just basically, we'll tax whatever was attributed to you. So yeah. based off of, yeah, And then that's kind of where I think people are going to go with this. Wow. Any questions?
1: I mean, I just, I, so I guess like if it goes that way, what's
0: going to happen? If it goes for income attribution? Yeah. Not much. Okay. That's the thing is. Do you, do you think
1: everything's going to be Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. Um because I just Kavanaugh and Barrett, it falls on them really. Wow. Um I'm counting on my Lady Barrett to pull through. I think she will, but even one, two, three, we need both of them to pull through. Wow. Cause it's one it's four most of Thomas and Lido are going. But so yeah, What about just, Roberts? They Roberts is usually anti tax. So hopefully that they can get out of this with less damage, which it seems like Kavanaugh and Barrett wanna. Um yeah. to just be like, Okay guys, like, whoa, realised, unrealized income? No, neither. Let's let's just like let, let's let's take a step back because I also don't think having on Barrett are very pro like yeah let's tie like let's give Congress power to do anything they want and also like Prologger was saying like of how course. do you even measure realized income and then um, the thing is about realized income is then it becomes an administrative thing which was what the uh, judges were bringing up is like. And
1: you know how this court feels about administrative stuff. They hate
0: it. Yeah, they're like, then, then, because they were talking about like the IRS and stuff when it came to retirement, and they're like, well, you know, like retirement accounts now, they're all gonna become realized. And then, uh, and then question. Blah, blah.
1: um okay sorry we're we couldn't finish that episode at that time because the electricity cut out
0: (laughs) but now we're back now we're
1: back um and really i think grace gave us the good overview of the case and i guess um we'll just wrap it up with like a few questions I was going to ask you a question last time and I just forget what it was um, I think that it was I th- okay so if this case goes through and um, like what does that mean for like our country's billionaires and like
0: yeah so if they rule in favor of more um, it will be Really insane because it would make the wealth tax that El- Elizabeth Warren proposed yeah. unconstitutional, and wow. billionaires would be.
1: You know what's crazy is sorry to interrupt, but she's also the one that established the CFPB, like we talked about in that yeah. episode. So really, I don't know if this is so much a war on the administrative state. This is a war on. This is a <laughs> war in. <laughs>
0: oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh
1: um yeah but yeah what would happen to like the bill i mean yeah then
0: they can hide all their money right they can uh, stash it away in unrealized income not quite to this extent because if they say that unrealized income is not income by the 16th amendment then they can stash it away in stocks and different property because technically they're not they don't it's not realized and they're not it's not pretty much liquidated so it would the people that would be giving most of the all the taxes would really be the working class those that are getting taxed on their wages Mm -hmm. um but anyone with stocks or um certain property that wouldn't be taxed and the federal um Uh, revenue would be significantly decreased if we're not depending on the the top one percent taxes okay so it's really interesting and it's kind of crazy that i believe that this is mostly gonna get the reason roberts and alito i think are not roberts thomas and alito are so behind this is because of the yeah bribes that they've gotten from their billionaire friends
1: yeah it's so insane because it's so transparent yeah how can they yeah it's um. crazy
0: that like it any way they go if it's just like u.s if they if they rule in favor of usa for then it opens up the possibility to tax pretty much anything because it's like yeah. which is really um also concerning but if they rule in favor more then nothing can get taxed so i'm hoping i like that barrett and kavanaugh are trying to find this narrow way out yeah um it's
1: interesting that it's not so much a it this is one of those cases that is could clearly like change a partisan issue and be very partisan in the court but um it's not yeah it's, yeah,
0: that's interesting. And I think a big reason is the bribes.
1: Yeah, but also, also you know, like the conservative judges generally tend to lean to be chiller on tax stuff, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And definitely most of them are anti-tax, but like I said, Kavanaugh and Barrett... Trying to find a third answer, right? Right. And what about, Sorry,
1: what about Gorsuch? Gorsuch, Gorsuch I, our libertarian.
0: Yeah. Um. He's more pro more. Um, yeah. But I also, he's not as far as Thomas and Alito. So right. Roberts and Gorsuch are a little f- more removed. And this is just what...
1: You've gleaned. Yeah, yeah. so
0: we won't know until we know.
1: All right, well exciting all
0: right well we'll find out june 2024
1: also happy new year yeah. <laughs> okay um and we're respectfully def- submitted yes okay <laughs>